People of Israel continue to move through the desert in Deuteronomy 34, starting at the first verse. And Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is opposite Jericho. And the Lord showed him the whole land, Gilead as far as Dan, and Naphtali, in the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, and all the land of Judah as far as the western sea, the Negev, and the plain. That is the valley of Jericho, the city of the palm trees, as far as Zor. The Lord said to him, This is the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab at the Lord's command. He was buried in the valley in the land of Moab opposite Bethpur, But no one knows his burial place to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His sight was unimpaired and his vigor had not abated. The Israelites wept for Moses in their plains of Moab 30 days. Then the period of mourning for Moses was ended. Joshua, son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom Because Moses had laid his hands on him, and the Israelites obeyed him, doing as the Lord had commanded Moses. Never since has there arisen a prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. He was unequated, he was unequaled for all signs and wonders that the Lord sent him to perform in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants 
and all his entire land, and for all the mighty deeds and all the terrifying displays of power that Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. And we turn now to um, Jesus continues to be tested by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the people, the religious people of his day. He has essentially trumped the Sadducees in the verses before this. And now we have the Pharisees coming to him with questions, probably to trick him. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? And they say to him, the son of David... And he said to them, How is it then that David, by the Spirit, calls him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemy under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer. Nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So Jews in Jesus' time had nearly 500 laws that they were supposed to follow regularly. That is a lot of legislation. 500 things that they were to do to be good Jews, to follow the rules of the religious people, but also to follow the rules of God. And they come to Jesus and say, which one's most important? And he says, the first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your strength and all your mind. That seems reasonable. But then he does something that no one before him has ever done. He ties Loving the Lord your God to loving your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I've talked about this with you before. Contemporarily, one of the things we do with this verse is say, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to love myself. Because I'm supposed to love my neighbor like myself. That's not what it meant. It meant love your neighbor. No matter how kooky your neighbor is, love your... Do you have kooky na- Oh, your brother lives next to you. You don't have kooky neighbors. I had a neighbor up the road from me one time when I was a kid. He didn't like what was on TV, took out his rifle and shot the TV. That's a crazy neighbor right there. The Diorios had a neighbor 
this still appalls me, I can hardly tell you this, who called the headmaster dude. Now, I think somebody should have called the cops right there and had that guy arrested for calling the headmaster dude. You don't do that. You've had neighbors. You have literal neighbors now. What are your literal neighbors like? I have really good neighbors where I live right now, fortunately. But, you know, we think about neighbor, and the idea behind neighbor is everyone. Who's your neighbor? Everyone's your neighbor. Every person is your neighbor. When Jesus is asked about this in another gospel, he proceeds to tell the story of the Good Samaritan. Who's your neighbor? The one in need. Am I responsible to get him transportation? He's your neighbor. Am I responsible to find him health care? He's your neighbor. Am I responsible to find him housing? He's your neighbor. Am I responsible to make sure he's tended to for a long time? He is your neighbor. Am I my brother's keeper? Do I have to look out for this guy? He's your neighbor. Love your neighbor as yourself. Because you love God. You know what love is and you can love other people. One of the churches in this presbytery, I think, is brilliant. Their slogan, if you will, is love God, love people. They got it. Help your neighbor. Even if it doesn't seem like your neighbor is somebody you should be responsible for. Even if your neighbor is somebody who's not somebody you like or not somebody that's with you in this life. Love your neighbor. We've had some people come in here in the last month who say, why are we giving away so much food in the food pantry? These people really don't need our help. Well, you're welcome to talk to Janice anytime about the stories that people tell and the tears that they cry and the prayers that they ask for because they need help. Food stamps have been cut. Inflation is real. Money is tight having trouble finding work. There's all kinds of things that have led people to come here. But don't you think we ought to be able as a church to say, because we love God, we love you too, neighbor. Here, let us take care of one of your most basic needs. 
Doesn't that just make sense? This is not a hard concept, friends. God loves you. You love others. May it be so. Amen.